0: good afternoon evening or morning everybody uh you can just, say hello. Is, just say hello hello that's a that's true because it it is one
1: of those things for everybody right yeah um <laughs> december that's 6th like, sound like uh, the, the guy from the truman show good morning good morning good evening and good night
0: <laughs> that's a good movie it is a good but movie that, yeah not but i think a lot of people have seen that so
1: do you think that I think that they figured out that that's a psychosis that some people have, that they think that their life is actually, uh, some kind of big elaborate movie really? or scam that people think that. Yeah, it's a psychosis. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it predates the movie. I think it does, but well, I'm sure the movie, uh, made other people get it, but it's a, yeah, it's a diagnosable psychosis that people are suspicious that their life is some kind of elaborate hoax or story and that everyone else is in on it. I could see how that movie
0: would I- exacerbate that. Problem for some people, (laughs) yeah. Right, (laughs) you know. So there was another movie that came out around the similar time with uh, had uh, what's the the uh, um, the the Texas guy that was from. This
1: is great radio.
0: Yeah, it's great. I know Um, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey's in a movie where he's like reality, like the like the cameras are following him all the time. Oh, Ed TV. Ed TV. I think that came out around the same time while somewhat a different, you know, concept. Yeah. I remember being like, these movies are very similar. Yeah. You know. Uh,
1: Yeah. That was kind of at the beginning of the re- quote reality.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was before. Like now there probably is a show that is that. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think my favorite part of the Ed TV was uh, when he was questioning as to whether he should do a thing. His question to himself was, what would Burt Reynolds do? And <laughs> not not like an erroneous uh yeah yeah i, I get it, I get the logic, what would no, Bert- but I mean,
0: Burt Reynolds a sketchy career at best, so I don't know,
1: uh, yeah, so he had some lows, but he had some pretty good highs, yeah, yeah, what are your impromptu top three Burt Reynolds movies
0: uh the longest yard, um I would say. Uh, what, what's the deliverance? I mean, I, you know, yeah. I thought it was hard to watch, but I mean, definitely one of his best movies. Yeah. In terms and of just I,
1: quality movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, I know he was in cannonball run and like cannonball run too. I never saw those though. So, so, um, so far he was in smoking, smoking the bandit too, smoking right? The bandit. Yeah. Yeah. That I would say smoking the bandit would be, right.
1: I'm going to agree on smoking the bandit. I'm going to throw in my own personal favorite. Which is a movie no one else has ever heard of called "The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas."
0: Oh, you know, I keep meaning to watch that because you tell me
1: about that all the time. I just haven't yeah. gotten around to it. It's uh, and I guess I'm, uh, I'm I'm undecided on my third one. Nope, nope. You know what? It's uh, Boogie Nights. It's Boogie Nights.
0: Mm, that's that's another one of his classic ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're we're getting away. So uh, just for the listeners here, Brian and I are going to try and do two topics today. Keep it shorter. 20, 30 minutes instead of the hour and a half behemoth we had last time. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe do a couple of them, maybe do them a little quicker or like, anyway, we'll see how that goes. Um. So today. Go at ahead. Our
1: previous trajectory uh, of like a two and a half hour podcast done every month and a half. Uh, we were like a, some truckers best friend for getting across the state line. But other than no, that, that, that's right. Somebody, like, what's the longest podcast available? <laughs> <laughs> what's this? <laughs> <laughs> like we're really big in Idaho I don't know why yeah, but. Just yeah. we're big on that Spokane to Seattle run
0: <laughs> uh, all right so um we, we're gonna talk about movies later uh which is kind of why we started talking about that but I'd like to get into a uh, topic we kind of Hits it hits close to home for you because it's your team, um, which yeah. is the the whole Kareem Hunt scandal. Not not hits close to home because we've dealt with anything like that. But um,
1: yeah, I appreciate you clearing that. Uh, that was yeah, crazy, no, I, I did
0: because yeah,
1: um, yeah. I think the expression uh, "hits close to home" doesn't necessarily need to be used when you and I are discussing. Well, anyone's discussing uh, domestic violence, right? Right. This is actually not a. Not to be technical, this is not domestic violence, right? This was not in the home. This was not amongst uh, family members.
0: No, somebody he didn't even know
1: yeah um so actually he, when asked have you apologized uh apologized he said no i don't even know this person
0: yeah yeah so uh for those that don't know just give a, a synopsis so kareem hunt star running back for the kansas city chiefs Excellent, um, um just got basically released and and kicked out of the nfl for i mean for the most part uh a video came out showing him um getting a physical alter- altercation with a woman in a hotel lobby or I guess not hallway. lobby, but hallway, a hallway you know.
1: outside the hotel room
0: I outside of it. And he, I mean, so, and I guess it happened in February and he told the team, but didn't tell them the whole truth about it. He told I'm the team sure. that
1: he had never left the room.
0: Okay. So I wasn't sure what he lied about, but, um, uh, they released him. And my guess is twofold. One that he lied to them. And then two, obviously, the video is just very damning. But, you know, I will say I hadn't watched the video until today, until I knew Mm -hmm. we were going to do this. And so all I knew was what all the headlines say, like he he kicked somebody and blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to sound insensitive.
1: No, no, I know what you're about (laughs) Uh, to say and you're not wrong. I did
0: not think it was that bad at all. When we say he kicked somebody, like like it's not like he did a flying ninja kick at her and not that kicks are ever appropriate, but he kind of half-hearted raised his leg. And, and so, you know, in
1: severity of kicks, I agree. It was not a free kick on goal
0: right now. Not, again, never excused to do that. But um, I watched the body cam video, too, and the interviews with the different people. And my, my take my takeaway is uh, he was probably drunk or high or something. Um,
1: it it, it was like three something in the morning. So three in the
0: morning. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he, his friends all, all seem sober though, so maybe he was. I don't know. I didn't see an interview with him necessarily. Yeah. But this girl that he, she's going off talking about how he assaulted her and he stole her phone and she tried to call 911 and blah, blah, blah. And like, I think she's a, if you watch the video, she appears to be the instigator. Like, she's yelling at him. Kareem Hunt's oh, yeah. girlfriend comes out to try and settle this chick down.
1: I've got no false yeah. pretense that this girl was a saint. Um, but no. that doesn't matter. That has
0: no bearing. No, I know. I mean, it's just, I, in this day and age, you can't, there's no grays anymore, right? It's either.
1: Well, bad no, or... I, I don't agree with that. I think the world is gray. I, I think people that try and pretend that the world is black and white are fooling themselves, deluding themselves. into to think that life is simple. I think the life is anything but simple.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Let watching me that, that he, he wasn't arrested. He wasn't charged and, and I can see why, why not? If the police watched that, it well, wasn't really thing. that bad. I mean, she didn't get that injured. She's sitting there talking to him. There's nothing. It it, it was right, just so like, uh, she's mouthing off. Let, let, from, let me cut yeah.
1: it. Yeah. yeah. So you say the, the, all right. So this is an interesting little, I guess, sojourn into criminal justice. Uh, it's three thirty in the morning. Um, a young lady, uh, comes down to the hotel desk and says, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was assaulted and, uh, they stole my cell phone. Um, would you call the cops? And so they, uh, they call the cops and cops come out and, and, um, interview the, uh, you know, involved parties. Uh, Cream Hunt says, uh, you know, nothing happened and, uh, the girls not you know, physically marked. And, uh, some of the people say, yeah, yeah, they were all drunk. They were screaming. The girls were drunk and screaming and behaving. Inappropriately, and we found out that they were drinking underage and so we kicked them out I oh by the way here are their phones they left their phones here and so the cops take that and they look at these uh, the girls and and girls are drunk and they're underage and they're screaming that they were beat up but they're not actually showing you know no physical signs of dress. and anyway the cops walk away um they question everyone they say you know what uh, this looks like uh, nothing big and uh, they walk away. So here's the point. Um, this was a misdemeanor investigation on 3.30 in the morning on a Saturday night. Uh, this was never turned over to the detectives in the Cleveland Police okay, Department. Right. It was just mo- like street cops, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uniformed uh, police officers. So no one ever from the uh, Cleveland Police Department ever actually went back and watched this video. Now, having said that. I don't know that this meets the threshold for prosecution of assault uh you know
0: yeah i don't I, I feel like if it wasn't a famous nfl running back nothing w- would have come of this yes you know uh, you know what i'm saying yeah um, well
1: i i don't know i i just i don't know how much uh discretion uh the public or uh, prosecutor may have in a case like this if they you know if they're trying to push a tough on crime and there's a video i think if they have a video it's such an easy uh conviction that they probably would have press charges. Uh, however, yeah. you know the uniformed officers on site said it wasn't didn't warrant it, and so no one ever followed up looking for video, and so it was dropped. Uh, and, and outside of this being a, an NFL case, I don't have much of an issue with that because we have to trust cops to make those kind of calls a lot. Yeah. So uh, here's where I think it's interesting. Uh, so first of all, let me just say I'm a Chiefs fan uh when this broke, my initial reaction was was dread um and then if about uh, four or five hours later uh the chiefs cut cream hunt and and I was actually afraid as a fan I was as proud um that they just said we're not we're not even gonna deal with it like we're not yeah, even- now the, the chiefs i th- i am hesitant to say they're a special franchise because I think every franchise has uh maybe some kind of history or some context that colors the situation, but the chiefs more so than most, if not all. And I'm speaking of the Jovan Belcher right, the uh, situation. That
0: killed himself. So in you're a parking a, lot.
1: Right. Yeah. He, well, he, uh, so the brief story is that uh, three quarters of the way through a horrible, horrible season where the chiefs had won like one or two games. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. Jovan Belcher was a middle linebacker, a starting middle linebacker for the chiefs. And he, something snapped. In any case, uh, he drove to his, uh, I guess I'll we'll use the term, baby's mama's. Uh, his I don't know if they're engaged or wife. Um, anyway, the woman who bore his child, and he killed her. He shot her in the head. Uh, the child was like, I think like six months or eight months or less than a year. Uh, and he did this about 4.30 in the morning. Uh, and then he drove to the chief's practice facility. And he ended up talking to Romeo Cornell and Scott Pioli, who was a GM at the time. And he was out in the parking lot with a pistol, and uh, they tried to talk him down. And he went behind a, uh, kneeled behind a car, and he shot himself in the head, and obviously killed himself. So that's a murder suicide. Um, domestic violence. That one does obviously. Make, uh, she was uh, his uh, partner. Uh, So and this happened in the middle of the NFL season. What blew me away at the time is this happened on a Friday morning, I, I think, or a Saturday morning. In any case, it was Friday or Saturday. And what blew me away is that they played the NFL game the next Sunday, like a day and a half later. Uh, right. I, It shocked me. Especially because um,
0: that Chiefs parking lot is like like tailgate central, right? Like like people yeah. people were probably drinking and barbecuing on
1: the crime scene. Well, yeah. I mean, unless
0: um, it was roped off, which seems even weirder, though.
1: Like, I hope <laughs> to God it was roped off. Well, it, it was like a, a practice crime scene facility. Scene. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was at Arrowhead. It was okay, a practice okay. facility, which I don't know if it's. How far away it is. In any case, the, the Kansas City Chiefs franchise has a, has a history. Right. Also Tyreek Hill was one of the best players. Uh, when he was in college, um, pled guilty, uh, he had a pregnant girlfriend, uh, pled guilty to choke slamming her up against the wall and, uh, threatening her life. Um, so when he was drafted, he was drafted by the Chiefs, I think a good two years after that incident. Remember the Chiefs took some fair amount of heat, uh, in public relations. Uh, for drafting Tyreek Hill with that history after the Jovan Belcher incident. So fast forward to Kareem Hunt and their, their patience or their ability to withstand any kind of temperament with this issue is, is gone. So even given the lack of severity with the video, I was proud as a Chiefs fan that they, they cut, cut bait and ran, I guess, you know, to use a
0: a poor misnomer. No, I mean, it's always hard as a fan, right? Cause you're, you're like, well, he's good. I mean, it, it always, if they're good players, you want to forgive them. Doesn't matter what, like generally, that's how we work as you're like, well, you know, got it second chances, blah, blah, blah. If you know, if they're not first stringers, usually people are like, yeah, just get him out of here. So the fact that he is a star
1: yeah. and they're willing, they're willing to do that. You know? I'm not oblivious to the fact that talent. In, in not just the NFL, but in, I think many, many aspects of, of our lives, that talent gets some rules bent for it. And so I was happy that the Chiefs did not let that affect their, their decision making.
0: So let's talk about, do you think, um, I think, do you think that he has a, you know, a, a second stint in the NFL somewhere? Cause I, I, do. I, I know my answer, but.
1: So, so just really very briefly about Kareem Hunt. And I, uh, so this, this incident was publicly known in February, but no one had a video. And so he denied everything and it went away and no one cared too much. And I'm not going to get into the NFL's investigation. I think it was a shoddy, uh, well, investigation, but that's not the point. Uh, there was a second incident where in Ohio he was at a, a water park apparently and he punched a man, um, in the face. Uh that was also reported at the time and known, so that was two known incidents in the off season. And then subsequent to this video and him being fired or dropped, a third incident, potential alleged incident has come out in which he maybe kicked uh him and a group of people kicked a guy at a bar in Kansas City. Uh so what what's odd is like when you see pictures of Kareem Hunt, he was always so smiling and he looked like a kid and uh for him to take a villainous turn was, I think, quite a shock and a surprise to people. Um, Now, having said that, given the proper contrition and uh, reflection, uh, I do think that he will get another opportunity. Um, I think it'll take him some time, but I wouldn't be surprised if I was wrong there. So I I think he will also, because I think he's still young
0: and still good. And that's... Like we said, I mean, I think you can watch that video and not be, like, completely appalled at who that person is. Yeah, so,
1: it's different viscerally. It's different from the Ray Rice video. Exactly, where you like just the Ray Rice, you're like, ooh, that's that's bad. This is like... Brown Yeah. You're like, I've
0: seen that at every party I was at in college at some point. I mean, maybe not every party, but it, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen an altercation where yeah. guys and girls are shoving each other and the girls yelling something stupid at the guy. Like, it happens. Um, Yeah,
1: it's, it's, I think 10 times better than the Ray, Ray Rice and the Greg Hardy, the Greg Hardy Vincent didn't have pictures or had pictures.
0: So in Indianapolis here, um, there's talk of should the Colts go after Le'Veon Bell next year? And, and after this, there's been some articles about like, hey, (laughs) should we get Kareem (laughs) Hunt? You know, like at, at what point that kind of thing, like, can we sign him? Um, because he's good, and we need a running back, and our, you know, will, would Indianapolis be willing to wrap their arms around him? And and I feel like, I, I feel like I might be different than most Midwestern people in the fact that I, I watch that, and I'm like, eh. I mean, as long as he's not going to jail, I don't, I mean, I don't see an issue with it. Maybe you want him to yeah. go to anger management class because maybe he has some issues with that. But I mean, so uh, watching that also, Brian, I, I thought about me as a. 18 to 24 year old, probably longer. I don't know somewhere in there, 18 to 22. I don't know. Yeah. Younger, I, Paul. I, uh, younger Paul. Younger Paul gotten fights all the time at bars. When I drank, um, <laughs> on, we've talked about on the basketball court had the temper, <laughs> right? I, I don't really yeah. have that anymore. I've grown out of it, but I mean, it's still, I had a temper and you know, people, <laughs> I'm not going to say that I, uh, didn't start fights, but for the most part, people always talk shit all the time, and nobody expects people to <laughs> to, to. How is
1: it people haven't been talking shit to me my entire life? Has, have I not noticed this? No, no, I think I, I'm. I'm not. I think
0: it just happens to everybody. But I'm saying like a lot of people just it rolls out. I just asked,
1: have people been talking shit to me? You say no, 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 and then you say it just happens to everybody.
0: No, I, I think I, I think that people have been talking shit to you. And, wow. and if for the most part at bars or at, I, I can't think of specific instances, but when Maybe you're younger or whatever, right. and, and you, you just probably let it roll off your shoulders. Right. Cause you're like more easygoing. Um, but cause I'm the HMFIC. I don't know what that means. HMFIC. Yeah.
1: I'm the head motherfucker in charge.
0: Okay. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd use that for you, but.
1: Well, I had a good day okay. at work, so that's what I'm using.
0: Okay. Good. Congratulations on your good day at work. Did you? Did Let you? Let me ask
1: you.
0: I, well, go ahead.
1: Uh, okay, so here's. Do you think so? Okay, if I, if I think I hear what you're saying is that. Yeah, sometimes young people uh, are stupid, and we shouldn't be surprised by that. And, and we, I think he's hot
0: You know, but he's not a bad person.
1: No, and and I don't think. I don't think he is a bad person, and I think to some extent, a lot of people have overreacted to this incident. Having said that, I don't regret at all that the chiefs let him go i'm I'm kind of proud of it now, to take away from the football field, obviously was a great running back. The chiefs are not they also have talent behind them, yeah, I think you're, they're you're on like the field product. yeah, their on the field products will be diminished, but not significantly diminished um mm-hmm. And I, you know, decisions are not made in a vacuum. I think if, if they didn't have some quality backups, I'd like oh, to I hope that they would still be on before. the
0: team. I think he would still be on the team if you didn't have Spencer Ware.
1: Uh, that might be true. Uh, I, I, I mean, I know that.
0: I think if it was Kareem Hunt and then you didn't even know the name of the backup in a year where mm-hmm. the Chiefs think they may win the Super Bowl, I think that the Chiefs ha- did not don't release him.
1: But, Let me ask you, do you think – do you, okay so I think that there's a gender uh, norm here that it's a man uh assaulting and I say that because he did the, the initial shove you, while I yeah. wouldn't want someone to do that to me is not the end of the world the, the the part in the video where he pushes his friend and then the friend bowls into the girl and everyone falls to the ground uh I think that's you know higher on the severity level my question is Do you think him being a man and her being a woman affects this? If this was a uh, 19-year-old, 110-pound male who was getting in his face for whatever, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to – I won't invent a scenario. But if you take the gender out of it and he did these things to a 19-year-old man, does that change this scenario that much?
0: Yeah, I think it does because I think, for one – the man's probably not going to the police and crying and say, he assaulted me. Right. Where, where the, in, in, we're in this day and age where women are rightly empowered to do that. Um, to let people know that, that. but, um, you know, if it was a dude, I, I don't, I, if I walked away from that without any bruises and just maybe my pride was, you know, assaulted more than my body, I'd probably wouldn't have done anything about it. Yeah, you'd be upset. Do you think?
1: But all right, maybe here's a better and more interesting question. Do you think the fact that he is a two hundred fifteen or twenty pound NFL running back, and what I'm saying is like, uh, the dude's jacked, right? like yeah, he's jacked. Right, jacked. So, do you think that that affects like the legal standards? So, what I'm saying is, if Kareem Hunt was a hundred forty pound kicker who was not that physically imposing and everything else in this scenario is exactly the same. Do you think that maybe affects it? Mm,
0: I don't know. Cause I think it would have affected the shove cause the guy wouldn't have gotten thrown as far. Right. Um,
1: well, but, I guess other not than that, guy, I mean, I, I a the physiological, right. If
0: you're just talking about like, he's standing in court and they're like, well, look at you. I don't know. It's not like he's, I mean, yes, he's a, Big running back, but it's not like he's overbearing. He's like six one two.
1: No, I don't think he's he's like five six. Okay. Not that that matters. Whatever it is,
0: he, he's he's not a tall man. He's a probably no- normal or shorter and just in shape. Like that describes a large portion of men in their twenties right now. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I think that he's probably just as strong. I mean, he's stronger, but that a college kid could have done the same thing. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I'm just trying to figure out if if the law is applied differently based on the gender roles and his. Oh, status. I think it is. It's not
0: supposed to be, but I mean, it is, right? We're I mean, we're, yeah. we're told we're not allowed to hit women, um, but but I'm I'm I could be wrong. I don't know, but I'm reasonably sure the law is very likely like assault. It's not assault on a woman, right? it's going it's just going to be assault do you yeah. know what I'm saying so they that they'll take into account that it's a woman in their psyche but they wouldn't actually there's gonna be no charge because of that you know
1: yeah the interesting corollary is is the hope solo uh female mm-hmm. she's a goalie for the US soccer team female soccer team women's national and uh she was arrested on uh, domestic assault charges like I I don't know that many details, but I think she yeah, uh, yeah. was alcohol was involved and and she abused a, a domestic partner a male I, I think I, I don't want to assume anything but no it was, it was um, a dude yeah and so and she was charged and I don't know the final outcome of that but that's that is the interesting corollary and I think she was vilified to some extent but served some penance and some
0: no but I think she was eventually welcome <laughs> back I think she was welcome back into the soccer community you know. And if they, yeah, so anyway, I think, uh, I think it's not that bad. I think that the chiefs probably did the right thing to just get rid of him because they, they just have to walk away from that. And then you need him. He has to do some sort of community service or whatever the heck he needs to do. And then he'll probably get back in the NFL next year. That'd be my bet.
1: So the chiefs were, when they came out and they released their statement as to why they released Cream Hunt, the, ex- the statement explicitly called out that he was untruthful with the Kansas City chiefs, uh, based on their investigation. So this, it looks like, and I think it's true that they released him because he lied to them. Yeah. Do you think they would have kept the it? The they didn't release him because he assaulted a woman that they, they released him because he lied about it. Right, right. Like,
0: well, you you can't have a dude in your organization that's out there breaking the law, and then not telling you. Like, I mean, if it's like, well, he I don't know that, the, or something. Like, you don't really need to disclose. I mean, it's this. not
1: the chief's responsibility to say he broke the law. Cops investigated and determined he didn't break the law. Right,
0: right. That's true. But,
1: but I mean, he should be held. Well, as an athlete, does he necessarily have to be held to a higher standard? I don't know. I I don't love that they released him and explicitly called out that they did it because he lied to them. Uh, I think that obfuscates the primary instigating cause of the incident. Um, But uh, I get their their values as a, as a team and an organization. And at the end of the day, I am happy that they released him. Um, Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I do think he will get another chance. I think I'll have to uh, go to some management issues and uh, do some apologies. And Yeah. And, uh, and I think I'll get another chance. I, I will be interested to see if he actually gets charged
0: or anything. Cause I mean, I don't I, think I would, he will. I would say um, he... um, probably not. I think he's been charged in the court of public opinion more than anything else. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. As
1: with all things uh, it's impossible to know at this point.
0: Exactly. So all right, on to on. our next topic. So you would ask me to talk, we, we each were going to give what three movie, three underrated movies, uh, or three movies that a lot of people hadn't seen that you, that you like. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So you know, all, all cards on the table. I like movies a lot. I watch a lot of movies, but I don't watch like no name movies. Whereas you, you'll like search the internet or for like like oh, there's a 1982 VHS of uh you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like I, let me pull that. Out. I'm into it. You know, so you probably Uh, have a much larger list than I do.
1: I got got called out by my girlfriend for being more of an aficionado of 80s and 90s movies Uh than I think is perhaps warranted. Uh, I tell her that I'm making up for her lack of awareness for 80s and 90s movies. Uh, Having looked at the list that I just jotted down, only one of them is from this uh, century.
0: Uh, See, all three of mine are from the 2000s and, and on, so...
1: But. All right, I had uh, three honorable mentions, and and this is just <laughs> <You see? laughs> about five five minutes of uh, cursory. Um,
0: Did you just scan your vast VHS collection on on your wall? You're, you're I don't have a VHS. Uh,
1: don't no. have a DVD. I know it's on the hard drive. All, it's on the hard drive. Okay. Not, yeah, all uh, movies obtained while in another country, and so not prosecutable. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So you you want me to go first? Or you want to go? So we'll, we'll go one and one. So you, you do one, ah, I'll that's do. A good one. idea. All right. So uh, you let go me, first. Let me bust through my my three honorable mentions. Okay. All right, that's fair. I'll give a brief descriptor. Uh, so the first honorable mention is uh, a. <laughs> this is so silly. It's a movie called Disorganized Crime. It's from 1989. It had uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, and a few other people. Nobody knows who uh, any of. Them.
0: <laughs> I don't People even
1: know who, should know who Lou Diamond I
0: don't know Phillips who Lou was. Diamond. I'm googling him now. Lou Diamond Phillips.
1: You don't know who Lou Diamond Phillips was? No,
0: Lou Diamond. I mean, maybe I do. What's he look like? Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I know who that is. Uh, I I didn't know that was his name, but what is he? Ind- half Indian I, or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. He is absolutely. He's half Indian or maybe full Indian. I don't know this. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yeah, I got it. I know who he is. Alright, so disorganized crime, Corbin Burnson, Ed O'Neill. You know Ed O'Neill, right? I do.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Corbin Burnson, Ed O'Neill, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh get to the point. What's this movie about? Uh, all right, uh so it's about uh, some uh some bank robbers who end up robbing a small town bank out in like North Dakota and uh or Montana or something, and but they're all from a big city and so they have to get used to like the small town ways and uh it's, it's a good little hijinks heist movie. Uh, it's one of my favorites, right. but no one's ever heard of it. I, I don't know why. All right. I'm, uh, I'm writing these down. They're my, all right. Disorganized crime. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one, and I think people have actually heard of this one, Royal Tenenbaums from 2001. Very good. It's one of my favorites. Yep. It's a Wes Anderson movie. Um, people have probably heard of that one. And then another one I really loved is heist from 2001. Uh, it's got Gene Hackman. It's got Danny DeVito. Um, you know, I never got into heist.
0: I, I watched it. I've, I think I've watched it like twice and I'm like, Ugh. but yeah.
1: Anyway, it's a, it's a David Mamet film and he did uh shit. The uh, officer, not an officer gentleman. What's the Tom Cruise movie with uh, where he's doing the lawyer at the Navy lawyer thing. Um, few good men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So David Mamet did a few good men. He wrote it and initially it was a Broadway play and they obviously turned into a movie. Uh, so heist <laughs> is a very good, Crime movie, Dan DeVito, Delroy, Lindo, Sam Rockwell, Ricky Jay, who I think just passed away.
0: You don't need um, to name all the dudes in these movies. It doesn't
1: – It's a good – this this is my favorite crime movie uh, right. with a little twist at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah. It It's – yeah, Heist, 2001. No one's ever heard of it. Awesome movie. All right, those are my three uh, right. honorable mentions. So give me your, your third one and I'll All I'll right, match. so uh,
0: – I'm not sure if people have seen these or not, but I would say they're not famous movies and they're movies that I actually like or. So the, the first one, I only saw it once and actually not in retrospect. I don't remember if it was good or bad, but it, it put a, such a big impression on me. So it's called The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah. I remember that one. Uh, from yeah. 2000. It was like kind of after his Titanic stuff. Uh, so the reason I remember this is, um, so I was, I don't know, 15 or 16 and I, I went on a date with a girl that was like a year older than me. I couldn't drive yet. And she picked me up and took me to this movie. And I remember it being like, so it was the first like movie date, just me and a girl and she drove me and it was, it was so weird. And we went and saw the beach, which was like rated R. I don't even know how I got in. Um, and it was it's like they go to this island and there's, like, uh, some killing and, like, I think I think there's some naked Isn't there, sex. like, a
1: 30-minute part where there's, like, they? it kind of looks like he's in a, some video game where he's, like, running through the forest? Yeah, I don't know. It, it was really weird. Um,
0: I don't even know if it's that good, but it, it, I still kind of seared into my memory of this movie. Um, I think, you know, I, I need to rewatch it even. But anyway, Leonardo DiCaprio, The Beach, might be worth a watch.
1: All right, all right. How often do you go back and rewatch early mid nineties movies? Uh, not very often. Sometimes, I think just as a anthropological—maybe um, I'm sounding like an idiot with that word—as a history evolution, it's kind of fun. Mm. Uh, just like four days ago, I rewatched Cliffhanger
0: with <laughs> the Slow original, Buster right? Because they remade it. What? Yeah, they remade Cliffhanger. Pretty what? sure, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they
1: remade uh, a few movies, a lot of movies. They redid that uh, one. They
0: remade Cliffhanger.
1: You're thinking of point break. No, maybe. I am thinking of point break. You're right. I'm thinking of point <laughs> break. Good call. Anyway, I'll save you the hour and a half, despite John Lithgow being a pretty badass British villain. Uh, you don't need to go back and rewatch Cliffhanger. It's so not That's
0: the... not your movie then? No. Oh, well, what's well, movie? my
1: third my third best movie that no one's ever heard of is a a tiny bit of a cold film. Uh, it's the movie clue from 1985. Everybody's heard of clue, but. Okay. You're making me actually really happy with that because that, that, that. All right. Cool. Very cool.
0: I, I I like clue. It's, it's on TV occasionally. It's a great movie, especially like I remember I really liked that game. And so that movie came out and (laughs) I don't know, it's really good. Right. And it has a lot of good actors in it. Um,
1: yeah, it's very smart. yeah. Yeah.
0: That Everyone, I did hear uh, they're remaking that. Like, no no joke. They. I heard they're remaking that. I don't know. All right.
1: Well, it'll be tough to top the first one. I don't know why you, need, you don't need to remake to it, right? Because
0: you could literally put that in the
1: theaters now and it would kill. Um, I, I think so. I hope so. I saw a, a bumper sticker that said, like, one plus two plus two plus one. <laughs> and it made me laugh. One like, plus two plus one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the butler. Guy. What's his name? Yeah. What's his name? Uh, the butler. Yeah, he's <laughs> he called the he's butler. Just called the butler. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like, why are, you, why are you the butler? Because I battle."
0: <laughs> now nah, I do want to rewatch that. That's a good movie.
1: Yeah. No, um, that's that's excellent.
0: So, all right. Uh, another, my next movie is, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's, uh, it's with Nicolas Cage. Now, I don't love Nicolas Cage movies, but this was okay. It's called Lord of War. Did you ever see that?
1: Yeah, I saw that one. That was not bad. He's the arms dealer, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I know it's not a great movie, but I sneaky liked it a lot. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's got Jared Leto, Lito, which is his brother. He's like
1: the, the younger brother. Yeah, right?
0: And yeah. I mean, I guess I'm partial to it. They're like Ukrainian immigrants. All right. So, um, yeah. And I don't know why I've watched it like four times. I, it's one of those, like you watch it and you're like, I know this isn't that good. It's, it's one of those, like in the same, like, uh, vein of what is it? A casino or, the good Goodfellas uh, yeah. or, or uh, Blow, like yeah. start from nothing, get up, and then it all comes crashing down after you get too high, you know. So
1: yeah, Scarface,
0: yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, Scarface, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's a good movie. I remember that one. Um, yeah, I liked
0: it. I, like it's, I said, not the best movie ever, but i I've I like it a lot. It's worth a watch. So
1: all right, I, I got one. I'm I'm fairly certain you've never heard of. Okay. Uh, but I think another tiny bit of a cult movie. This is from 1990. Uh, it's got Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Joe vs. the Volcano. I have not watched this. I've heard...
0: I've been wanting to watch it because it's apparently one of his better movies. I've just never seen it. Oof.
1: I'm not sure if I can say it's one of his better movies. I mean, okay. Tom Hanks is obviously... He's yeah, I guess he's a Top end. Yeah. Forrest Gump. And- yeah, I don't know if you, you can let it compete okay. against... Yeah, that's true. But the still... Thing you do.
0: I've been... <laughs> You just put you put that thing you do in uh, Tom Hanks's top movies, huh?
1: You don't. I mean, it's it's so catchy, right? Right, right. Didn't he have a, a nickname? Wasn't he like a the animal or something like, or in that movie? I don't mm-hmm. know.
0: I don't, I don't know, but know. but I I have wanted to watch Shover. What's it about? A volcano and Joe. Give me a. Ooh,
1: uh, <laughs> you nailed it. Okay. Just, yeah, that's that's um, the elevator block. Uh. How do okay, so uh he plays this guy, uh awkwardly named Pat, even though the movie's called Joe versus Volcano. Interesting. That's a bad joke. Okay, his name's Joe. Oh, 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 yeah. That's a character like... named Joe. <laughs> no, no, that's just uh, gotcha. Me being dumb. Uh so he he's Joe, uh he's like depressed, and he's got a shitty life and a shitty job, and he's unhappy. And he goes to a doctor and the doctor says, You have a fatal disease. You're gonna die in three months. And the next day, uh, some rich, uh, tycoon guy shows up on his door and says that, uh, there's this Island in the South Pacific and the tycoon guy wants to get something on this Island, like minerals or some, some thing that this Island has. And the the rich guy wants to get it, but uh, the local natives won't let him have whatever this, this stuff is. They won't let the rich guy have it, uh, Unless there's a volcano on the island and, uh, every like hundred years, the natives have to sacrifice, uh, a human and uh, none of the local natives want to do this, right? Because none of them want to live, right? Who would want to jump into a volcano, but their religion dictates that, uh, someone jump into the volcano to be sacrificed. And so the rich guy says, Hey, Joe, I'll make your last three months on earth, you know, amazing. And then you'll live in the the finest luxuries. Uh, if you jump, in jump into this volcano, uh, so that uh, I can strike a deal with the natives and get whatever, and, uh, and it's not giving away anything to the movie to say that he makes the agreement right because well, it you know, be a the movie. movie's about 15 minutes long. Right. right? If, if Joe says no, then we're left with a 15-minute movie where, <laughs> you know, he dies too much. Later. Now I'm
0: I'm really intrigued because uh, so it sounds kind of like Brewster's Millions a little bit, but you know what I mean.
1: Ah, uh, that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, so obviously that's just the beginning. I just gave you the first like 20 minutes and then things happen. Right. It's got Meg Ryan. Uh, of course, it. Good does. In it. <laughs> I think it is the first of the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-coms I'm typing it, typing it in Joe versus the volcano. That's I need to watch that. It's yeah. very, very 80s. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the class, classic, classic yeah, Tom Hanks,
0: a... 80s movie. Right. So
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah you'll, you'll watch it and you think, wow, he looks young. Um, Every time I go to work, I, I used to work in the Newport News Shipyard in Newport News, Virginia, which is one of the biggest shithole armpits in North America. And uh, every time I would go to work there, I would think of the opening credit scene from that movie Joe vs the Volcano, where he's trudging through this shitty, miserable parking lot that just is the despondency of man. And uh, and you'll you'll be taken back to the, every shipyard you ever were at in your life when you watch the opening there, credits of this movie. It reminds
0: me of like when I first got to the carrier. And you get, you have a car, but like, you're not allowed to park anywhere near the ship. You, you park like a mile yeah. away. I'm sure it's like that in the shipyard too, right? So you just, you park like you oh, barely God, see yeah. the, the ships and you're like, well, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get, <laughs> get just to get to the gate, yeah. you know?
1: I don't know why in the shipyard industry, you can have uh 10,000 parking spaces for a 25,000 employee uh, site. <laughs> like,
0: God forbid we built, any yeah. uh, we built any like parking yeah. structures, right? Yeah, who who knows? Anyway, okay. Joe vs. Volcano. Volcano. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: All right. It's a good one. So my next movie it was more mainstream. Uh, so this is my last one. But I, this is actually like one of my favorite movies. Uh, really liked it. But I, I don't think it maybe got as much play as it should have. So it's called The Prestige. Have you seen that? Uh, uh,
1: that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's about
0: the two uh, magicians. It's about the two magicians. So, I mean, I, I, when I was a kid, I loved magic. I still, any any movie that has like magicians in it or something like that, I'm into, uh, and it's got two rival magicians. Really? Oh yeah. I, 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 I used to love magic as a kid, but, um, really? Yeah. The,
1: that's, uh, I appreciate you bearing your embarrassing.
0: I, you know, what was weird that's, that's is I didn't so think it was, it was like a, I didn't think it was a, you know, thing to be embarrassed about. In fact, like I had some friends that mm-hmm. would to, like wrong. magic summer camp and, you know, my, <laughs> my family, I mean, I already went to another summer camp and they're like, you can't go to two summer camps. And I was like, but I want to go to magic summer camp too. And it was, you know, so my friends all that were really good at magic. And I was like,
1: are we we talking like fifth and sixth grade or like uh, 15, 16 years old? No, no.
0: Like probably middle school, definitely middle school, elementary school age, you know, fourth, fourth, fifth grade, somewhere around there, you know, okay. I think think one of the tenants of, but, but not old enough to realize that you're, shouldn't be wanting to do magic tricks.
1: Yeah. I think one of the unfortunate tenets of modern masculinity is to be impressed by magic tricks but not be like overly interested. Right.
0: Right. You would be like, oh, it's it's pretty cool. Good job. Yeah.
1: I don't know how I did it, but you know, yeah. well, good on you. Hats off.
0: Yeah, so that okay. movie's awesome. Cause and it, it also has like uh I, what who is it? Sting? It's got Sting in it, I think. Um right in in
1: weren't there okay. I'm going to be honest. There were two magic movies or magician movies right, that came out around the same confused.
0: time. Yeah. Um, so there's this and then there's, I don't remember, the one with Edward Norton where he, it, there, that came out almost the same time. I, I don't remember what that's called, but. Um,
1: was this the one with the Christian Bale? Yeah, this was Christian like,
0: Bale and Hugh Jackman and Michael Caine.
1: That's right. Um,
0: okay. yeah. Oh, it's David Bowie. That's what it is. I said Sting. David Bowie's in it. He's, oh, he's yeah, and he Tesla. Plays Nikola Tesla. Yeah, it, it's got a ton yeah. of people, man. So like Scarlett Johansson's in it, um, and and like I really like Michael Caine too. So just a solid acting core, yeah. and there's great that was twists. You know, like if you haven't seen it, I'm not even gonna give it to you, but awesome. Yeah. twist at the end of the movie, the prestige.
1: What, what was the other one with Edward? Uh, I'll, I'll look it up when you tell
0: me your movie. How about that? <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> this is gonna, I mean Edward Norton All right.
0: magic movie. How long's let's see. The Illusionist. Sorry, it was quick. <laughs> it's called The Illusionist. It came out literally the same year. It came out uh two thousand six. What was the So this one? I just this don't remember, remember there he's in like Austria or something like that, and he's in love with uh like the the Count's wife or something like that, or, or I don't know, the king's wife. Um and, yeah. uh, and so they fake her death and basically frame uh, the King. Yeah. Um, but I guess I, I basically uh, yeah. just ruined the movie, but, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> she, and, but it's, it's a, it's a really good movie too. It's a
1: little bit more all right serious, I would say, but it's good. Okay. All right. I'm all right. I'm going to give you the, the best movie that you maybe have never heard okay. of. And, and maybe, all right, we'll see. This gem, this uh, Oscar-worthy mm, thing mm. that somehow slips through everyone's collective uh, conscience mm-hmm. uh, deserves maybe an annual, annual rewatch. Mm-hmm. And that's not hyperbole. That's just, uh, you know, the thing, the debt that you owe to your Ghost soul. Ghosted. All right, this... <laughs>
0: That's an Easter egg,
1: folks. That's
0: <laughs>
1: that's the origins of the Brooks and Raymer yeah, podcast, exactly. uh, Ghost Dead. Uh This is from 1998. It's got George Clooney. It's a Steven Soderbergh movie uh, with maybe uh, Jennifer Lopez at her absolute hottest. Mm. Do you know what I'm okay, talking about? Say that again. Jennifer Lopez. Who else? Jennifer Lopez, George Clooney, directed by Steven Soderbergh. The movie's called Out of Sight. <sighs> She's a cop, right? is she a cop in that? Yeah. Oh, she's a U.S. federal. Yeah, Martial.
0: I have seen it. And she, she I can't remember what the plot is, but she's fighting off a dude in a portion of it. And she like takes a uh, boxing lessons takes or some baton out of her yeah. purse, doesn't she? Or something like that.
1: So. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez, uh, who's gorgeous in this movie, uh, plays a U.S. Federal Marshal. George Clooney is a bank robber uh, who breaks out of prison. And uh, actually, kidnaps her for a tiny little bit while he breaks out of prison uh, with Ving Rames as his uh, mm. accomplice. Ving Rames, uh, always a good sidekick. And, uh, yep. Yep. Pretty awesome. Uh, and then it's also got it's Don Cheadle and uh, Dennis Farina, who's a good cop dad, and Steve Zahn, who's a fuck up. Uh, so, anyway, um, he's uh, George Clooney's a bank robber, uh, breaks out of prison, uh, uh, kidnaps her for a tiny little bit. And uh, they, he busts out of Miami and then the movie ends up in Detroit where they're going to rob uh, this rich guy of some diamonds. Um And she's trying to track him down because she is a federal marshal and he broke out of prison. But obviously there's a bit of a love interest. Mm-hmm. And uh I, I don't know how to say this as a mature man. It's maybe one of the hottest sex scenes, uh, you know, on mm. film. Like it's uh not not to give it away, but, you know, it's a movie with a love interest and George Clooney and J-Lo. Uh, right there there's going to be some uh some some love interest. So I don't
0: this this is like a different it's movie than great, than man. I've seen cuz the one or the one I was thinking is where she's like I think her ex-husband is like assaulting her or something and she takes like kickboxing lessons and beats him up. Do you know what I'm talking about at all?
1: No, nope. okay. Different different nope. movie then. We're talking about different movie. Different.
0: Okay.
1: Got it. No. Nope. Uh there's a part where she's trying to track him down so she's going through this uh Accomplice's house in Detroit and the guy like maybe it kinda seems like this guy's gonna mess her up a little bit and she fights back and uh I'm telling you what, man, you if you haven't you're not familiar with this, out of sight, nineteen ninety eight, you need to go watch the this, oh, it's on, this yeah. is
0: it's on my it's on the it list. It is
1: absolutely, I'm telling you, one of my favorite movies and it blows me away that more people haven't watched
0: it. That's a good that's a I, I think when it came out it was probably super popular, but at this point, Probably not many people have seen it. It's crazy how long J-Lo's been yeah. going. Because right? she's still hot.
1: You know? Oh, yeah. She's still yeah, hot. Yeah, exactly. Well, Steven Soderbergh is... He's hes done, I mean, some pretty amazing movies, yeah. right?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I say yeah, but I don't know anything about directors. So, yeah. Steven Soderbergh.
1: <laughs> Steven Soderbergh. Let's uh, see what else he's done. Ocean's 8. Ocean's 8. Yeah. Uh, I was right. Uh, looking this right? He did... Uh, Ocean's 8, the one with the women, right? Sex, no, that was Oceans. Yeah. No, that was Oceans. Oh, maybe 8. he did like, do Oceans yeah, you 11 were. too. Sex Lives and Video Out of oh, Sight. I you Brockovich, know, he Air did Logan Lucky Traffic, too. Oceans 11. Have you seen Logan
0: Lucky? That's yeah. a good movie. That was a
1: very, I really enjoyed yeah. that. Solaris, yeah. he did Oceans 12. Man, he's been going for a while. He, he's yeah, only man. 55. He was the director of Oceans. Magic 4. Mike, which that's
0: all right. <laughs> I, you know, I've still yeah, never seen so, that. Anyway, Magic Mike, have you seen that? The Magic Mike. Hmm.
1: Uh, I don't know if I can admit to that. You can say
0: it. I mean, I, I, it's one of those I feel like I should have seen because it's pop culture wise, it's been everywhere, but I just never saw it, you know?
1: Well, there, uh, I mean, I, I liked the Steven Soderbergh movies so much that I kind of obligated myself to watch all of the Steven Soderbergh Mm -hmm. movies. Uh, so one or two might have slipped through the cracks, but that one got enough attention that I decided, okay, I'll watch it. And it was okay. I, you know, -hmm. I didn't give a shit about the dancing, obviously, but. I'm sorry. I got you. It. Good. You have a thing for magicians, man.
0: <laughs> I don't have a thing for magicians. Like I'm not sexually attracted to All magicians. Right.
1: All right, maybe I, I got defensive <laughs> and I lashed out.
0: <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll end it here. We'll, yeah. Uh, okay. Have another discussion for another day, Brian.
1: All right. Well, and um, this ends. Thus ends another episode of the Brooks Romero Podcast. Brought to you by nobody.